0: الحمد لله وكفى السلام علي باله الذين استفادا ما باع أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فذكر فإن الذكرة تنفع المؤمنين سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون السلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صلِّ على سيدنا محمد wa'ala Ali s'iluna muhammadu wa barik wa Allahumma salli a'ala s'iluna muhammadu wa Ali barik wa sallam This life and this world is about trade-offs.
1: Everything we do in this life is prioritizing or picking something at the expense of something else. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also expects us to make a trade-off. And also may this deen is about sacrifice. If a person is not willing to sacrifice anything then it's very difficult for them to be able to come onto the deen. At different stages Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask a person to make successive levels of sacrifice. In the very beginning, when you enter Islam, or you start getting closer, the basic level of sacrifice Sacrifice your time to come to the masjid to pray, sacrifice your sleep in the morning to wake up for Fajr Right here in this month of Ramadan, this is also the lesson of Ramadan, sacrifice your food and drink from Fajr to Maghrib So in different places and different times, Allah swt asks us to make a sacrifice and many times for a young person it's difficult to make that sacrifice. We want somehow that we can somehow come unto the deen without having to sacrifice. I'm using this word, is more strong than change. Obviously we need to change, we need to improve, but you also we need to sacrifice things, give up things for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In theory, if you look at it, this should be a very easy thing to do. You give up something for the sake of Allah, that should be the easiest thing for me to do. Allah <laughs> wants me to do something, wants me to give something out. I can give it up at a drop of a hat. But in practice, it's one of the most difficult things to do. Because for us, Allah Ta'ala is unseen, Allah Ta'ala is distant, Allah Ta'ala is abstract. And whatever it is that we're being asked to sacrifice is seen, is close, is real, is tangible, we feel it's pleasure, we see it's benefit. So it's giving up something that's right there in our own eyes for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One way to understand this is that either way, whatever decision you make, you're going to make a sacrifice. There's no way you can escape the sacrifice Either you sacrifice that thing from the dunya for the sake of Allah or you are going to be sacrificing Allah for the sake of that thing in the dunya. That's what we have to realize. It's not like I'm not making a sacrifice. You are making a sacrifice. You chose not to sacrifice this, but you did sacrifice something. You sacrificed Allah. This is what an Arab poet has said, لِكُلَّ شَيْءٍ إِذَا مِنْ that for each and everything in this universe if you have tafriq, Firaq, if you are separated from it, if you are duda from it, there is a substitute. Walaysa illa min that there is no if you are separated from Allah, there is no substitute for him. Every single thing in the world has a substitute. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is no substitute. You can sacrifice anything in this world. Allah can give you its substitute, its replacement. It's better if you sacrifice Allah for that thing in this world. You can never get a replacement, substitute, and al nothing better or comparable to Allah Subhanahu. In fact, sometimes when you sacrifice something in this world, you may get something that is its jaz halal replacement. You may get something, someone that is better. That is better than the thing you sacrificed or, at the very least, you look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Allah himself will be yours. If you give up something for his sake, he himself becomes yours. Allah Akbar, <laughs> what an incredible gain. So that's what you're really sacrificing. You're sacrificing the ability to gain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Man kana lallahi kana lahu. The of the Prophet, that person who becomes Allah's, Allah becomes His. Not the world, not Jannat, Allah Himself becomes His. Allah Akbar. To give something like that up for the sake of this world, or money, or pleasure, or status, or. seems nonsensical. But we do it every day. <laughs> We do it every day, every week, some of us more, some of us less. We give up things, we give up Allah, because we're not able to sacrifice something that we're attached to in this world. So in this month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this training of sacrifice, forced us to sacrifice things for His sake, So this this could become an adat inside of us. This could become a pattern inside of us. This could become a norm for us that we can easily give up anything for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can give up your most basic needs, your most basic instincts, which is to eat and to drink for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then you should be able to give up anything for His sake. Then again, ultimately in the last ten days of the month of Ramadan, the sunnah of itikaaf, Allah SWT's training is give up everything. Up till now you give up your food and drink, give it all up. Give up your job, give up your studies, give up your wife, give up your children, give it all up. Everything. Throw everything, cast every single thing aside. Sacrifice everything for me. Ya (laughs) Allah, difficult to do that. Actually, it was your shan that we should do it our whole life. (laughs) Every day every three sixty five days a year, every year of our life we should be like that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't require that. Allah does not ask that, Allah does not even recommend that. That's not even mustahab. Ten days of the year. Ten days want to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see can we give up everything. So that is the barakah of itiqaf that a person can give up anything and everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then if you look at it, like I said, if you give up something for Allah, you get Allah. So if you give up everything for Allah, <laughs> then Allah will be your everything. <laughs> if you give up all for Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be the be-all and end-all of your life. That is the state that a person is trying to reach in itika. That's how high Allah ta'ala wants to raise us by the end of Ramadan. That our everything is Allah and everything and Allah is the be-all and end-all of our life. After that there is no maqam actually. If a person spends Ramadan properly, they're ready to die. There's no further maqam they can attain if they spend Ramadan properly. All they can do is celebrate. Therefore they spend eid. They can celebrate that taqwa, they can celebrate that iman. they can have be in a state of joy and happiness. There is nothing beyond. That's what Ramadan is. Ramadan is that month that can take you to the height, the epitome, the end of Iman, the end of Islam, the end of Isan, the ultimate of the deen. That's what Ramadan is. So in these days we should make a deep niya to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that there's so many things, so many times we've sacrificed you for this, for that For the other, for ABC, for sleep, for nafs, for whatever, for ease, for passion, for idle time, for wasting time, for playing games, it's amazing the type of things (laughs) and how little we value Allah. We can give up an isha to play a computer game, Allah, Shabbat. We can give up an isha to surf on the web, mindless surfing, I'm not even talking about the extreme surfing, just brainless surfing. Amazing the things that we sacrifice Allah for Let alone obviously the sins That we commit And we sacrifice Allah for them Alhamdulillah for example In this month of Ramadan You have been able to sacrifice your sleep for him Normally the rest of the year We sacrifice him for our sleep It's complete reversal Ramadan and غير Ramadan You would sacrifice your food for him, sometimes you sacrifice him for your food, you be Sacrifice him to drink. Sacrifice him to engage in some unlawful relation. And the reason we don't feel that is because we don't feel the loss. We don't feel the loss. When you sleep through Fajr, you feel nothing. I mean, think about it, let's be honest, right? Let's go back to some day we slept through Fajr. We didn't feel anything. We didn't feel any loss. We didn't feel any remorse. We should have woke up trembling. We should have woke up shivering. We should have woke up thinking that what happened to me this morning? We should have woke up thinking that I lost everything in this world and all that it contains. We should have woke up thinking that what happened to me, what is it about me, that Allah Ta'ala did not wish to see my face at Fajr. That's what we should have been thinking. But we don't feel the loss, and that's why we give given up easily. We miss this, miss that, miss that, miss this, we don't feel it in any way. This is something that Allah Ta'ala gives a person in Ramadan, this asas, this feeling of loss. You will find in Ramadan, if you miss a Fajr, you'll feel it, you'll feel bad that you missed Fajr. If you miss something in Ramadan, you will feel bad about it, you feel that loss. And you feel and you will feel that loss with your ta'laq with Allah and Alhamdulillah, you will try to make up for it. You will immediately try to make sure you're there for Zohar, you'll make sure the next night you make sure you set the alarm or whatever, wake up for Fajr, you change immediately. Right? Ramadan is also a good way to increase that feeling of remorse at our loss, at our inadequacy, at our failings. Imagine if for some reason you are to miss a fast in Ramadan. You feel really bad, imagine if I said, This Aap, Pir, Because we are up at a certain level now, we are up 20 fasts. That's how you should think about a prayer. Prayer is as first, as, fasting is first. Right? Especially those of us who may be trying to fast for the first time, or complete our first month or we're on this record that we've made the for 20 days. You'd feel so sad if I told you tomorrow I'm going to be gone. nakers, Right? So that is Ramadan. That is Ramadan. You feel that loss. That loss is there. Allah is making us feel it in Ramadan. That loss is, we are just full of holes. It's just loss. It's coming out of us. Our Iman is just coming out of us. We've exposed ourselves so much to sin and to falsehood and we've left so many things from our deen, from the Quran and Sunnah. We're just being depleted left and right. If somebody doesn't feel that they're being depleted then they'll die. You put holes in me and the blood's coming out and I don't feel it, eventually I bleed to death. If I start feeling it and I start doing things and I try to cover up one hole and the other hole, then I have a chance of surviving. Ramadan is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us feel our spiritual wounds This is what we should activate in Ramadan Look at yourself, feel yourself, feel your wounds Acknowledge them as wounds, acknowledge them as deficiencies, acknowledge it as sin Feel that pain, feel that loss If we can do that in this month of Ramadan, then Allah Akbar Then we can change Then we can fix ourselves Another beautiful thing is that if even if you sacrifice something in this world for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not just that you get Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's his karam, it's his puzzle, it's his mercy. It's his, he gives you this very same dunya right back, <laughs> in a better way. <laughs> if you sacrifice the dunya for him, he puts the dunya at your feet. It may take some time, it might not happen instantly, but it happens. If you sacrifice some worry for him, he throws itman at your feet. <laughs> you sacrifice something that was difficult for you, he throws ease at your feet. This is Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, he's our Rabbi Kareem, he's our kind and generous Lord. He returns much more manifold more than whatever we have to offer. He gives much more than even our is of what we want to take. We sell ourselves short. We don't even ask for how much he's willing and ready and able to give. What you should do in the month of Ramadan Is that you should sacrifice something extra More than whatever you've managed to do Up till now You should think and fix something in your life One thing At least for starters That you're really attached to And you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not wish you to be attached to it And you should just Cut it and that's it just sever it from your life. Just sacrifice it for Allah. See what happens. Take the plunge. Take at least one plunge in this month of Ramadan. Dive off from whatever pleasure, whatever fantasy, or whatever delusion, or whatever occupation, or whatever pastime that we are stuck in, and just leap from it. Just jump. At least one thing should be like that. You just jump, you close your eyes, you jump, you don't look back You don't second guess, you don't think And because you have yakeen that I'm jumping into the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just pretend like that, I said there's a pool right there The pool is the mercy of Allah Who's ready to jump? Are you going to say, oh I'm leaving this behind on the diving board Or will I be able to take this with me? Or, What's going to be staying poolside? You will not worry about who and what you will leave, poolside, you will jump, right? You would just leap, you would jump immediately. That's what you should do in Ramadan. That's what you do in the last ten days. Sacrifice something. You will see inshallah when you sacrifice the first thing. Yes, you will feel the pain. There will be sweetness in that pain. There will be sweetness in the pain of separation cannot explain this to you in words. You will get a sweetness that is what is called the halawat of iman. You will feel a sweetness in that pain. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after giving you that sweetness, then you will take away the pain. You will even take away the pain and make you forget it entirely. You want to forget it entirely, be free from it entirely, get over it entirely, be rid of it entirely, change yourself entirely, reform yourself entirely, you have to take the jump, that simple, just like the guy diving, either he jumps or he doesn't. You get to notice, like, he comes down from the diving board and sticks his little pinky toe in the water, huh? <laughs> right? that's what we do. We're playing with Islam actually. We're testing it out, trying it out for a little bit. Inshallah, let's be a little naked in Ramzan, let's see how it goes. Right? It's a start, that's the attitude first, second, third Ramadan. Right? Abba, now you should be ready to make the jump. The young person who makes the jump, Allah Akbar. Allah Ta'ala does a lot of Qadr of that. The more and more we procrastinate, delay, excuse, rationalize, justify, delude ourselves, the more difficult it becomes. Like somebody, you see them, they stand there, they don't jump. If they keep standing there, and the fear of jumping. Every minute they stand, it gets even more difficult to jump. Every minute. You see that if you ever, let's say, I don't know, anywhere somebody, maybe somebody got mad at you. Maybe one day your dad was mad at you and you went to tried to speak. If you don't speak within the first two minutes, then it becomes almost impossible to speak, then another minute passes on you, uni- and you just can't do it, right? Every minute that passes makes it even all the more difficult, <laughs> right? That's all we're doing, we're not delaying anything, we're just making our lives more difficult. It's easier to leave it yesterday, it'll be harder to leave it tomorrow easier to leave it today, it will be harder to leave it tomorrow. This what's going to give this person this all of a sudden energy to jump? That is itikaf. That is the disconnect. When you get separated and disconnected from this world and our attachment to it, when you become de-attached, then you will be willing to jump. No strings attached. Otherwise, you'll jump like the, with the bungee cord, <laughs> right back after you jump, you'll be right back there after eight. <laughs> no, no, you've got to cut the cord. <laughs> That's what you do in Itakas. Once you cut the cord, then you jump. Then you're set. There's no worry of going back. All of you have so many cords on you, even right now. Right? Uh, There's only one cord that should be around you, and that is the cord of ubudiyat, the cord of the service, the slavehood, the servitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that's it, that's my one thing. That can pull me anytime. Everything else I shed, that is toheed. To drop the bonds of obligation to anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's toheed. That's what it means to really believe in the oneness of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. If a person is unable to make a big sacrifice, a small sacrifice paves the way for a bigger one. Just like you can't jump from the ten-meter board, we tell you to come down, get up on the three-meter board, and jump. Right and maybe 5 meter, then 7 meter, then 10 meter. Again, Allah Ta'ala has built this into the month of Ramadan. If you can make the small sacrifice, it may seem big to you right now, I'm putting it in perspective, you can make the small sacrifice to spend some time in itikaf, then when you after, after, not just upon making that intention, after you actually begin and do that small sacrifice, In the state of that small sacrifice, Allah will make a bigger sacrifice, easier and in our reach for us. The Small sacrifice number one, food and drink. Next level sacrifice, everything, either for all ten days or part of it. Next level sacrifice can be done once you're in that zone. Every time you make one sacrifice, it will make the next one, successive one, easier for us to do. This is another way to understand فَإِنَّمَا usri yusra." That after every time it is hard and difficult to leave sin If you do it after that Allah will make it easy to leave that sin After everything that was hard to give up If you do it once while it's hard Allah Ta'ala will make it easy afterwards If you look at the life of the Sahaba Karam رضي Allahu They were people who sacrificed so much that he would even sacrifice their ضرورة their necessities What in the world would make a person sacrifice their zarura? In this day we say sacrifice things for your necessity Sacrifice other things for your basic needs and necessities There were people who would sacrifice their needs and necessities So what were they sacrificing it for? for their maqsad Always remember that a human being has a maqsad a purpose. If you are firm in your purpose you will be willing to sacrifice even the necessities for your maqsad For example, these days Mr. Obama and Mr. McCain are sacrificing their zuduriyat. for their maqsad They are sacrificing their sleep, their rest, their relaxation, their meals. They grab a sandwich on the go, they're running around 18 hours days, 16 hour days, 20 hour days. Why? Because there's a maksad in front of them. There's a maksad, there's a goal in their mind, which is a campaign. When you're a student and if you've been slacking off all term and you finally have the final exam tomorrow, you drop everything. (laughs) What does it mean to pull a Right. That means you sacrifice your zhuriya for a maksa. All of a sudden the maksa kicked in, you cannot escape it anymore. Once you realize that, this is your students, you know this. Once the maqsad becomes so prominent in front of you that it's inescapable, then you even give up the zurriyat. Forget the fun. There's no way somebody can take you out for cricket the night before your final exam. There's nobody, somebody will be able to take you out to a restaurant before your final exam. Forget the fun things, your zurriyat are gone also. You'll also be grabbing a sandwich on the run. You'll also give up your sleep. You give up your rest, you give up all of those things. Why? Because the maqsad has come face to face with you. That is what Ramadan is trying to bring our maqsad, the zinnagi, face to face with us. When that comes with us, then we'll be ready to sacrifice. Even the dhur no problem. Sacrifice anything for the sake of Allah, that is our maqsad. Everything is qurban to the maqsad. Everything. You will see a shopkeeper on Chandraat, He's going to be open all night. He's no way he's gonna close shop to go have dinner. He'll keep a plate there and he'll have it one bite. It'll be cold. He'll eat cold food one bite at a time over two hours. Why? But there's a muksad. to earn his money. That night. That is the night for him to earn maximum amount of money. Once there's a muksad in front of him, everything else drops. Everything drops for the muksad. So Ramadan is when we make the deen our maqsad Ramadan is when we make Allah subhanahu wa taala our maqsad That person who makes Allah subhanahu wa taala their maqsad then Allah makes them is maksud. Love If you can become the maksud, the murad, the muskur, the mahbub of Allah subhanahu wa taala, imagine what type of heights humanity can attain. What type of human being is that who is the muskud of Allah? What type of human being would that be who is the Mahbub of Allah? What type of human being would that be who is the Murad of Allah? Allah, Allah Akbar, Different level, a different plane of existence. I mean you cannot imagine what type of life that is. It's a total different dimension of living. But the Qur'an kareem and the Deen and the Wahi and the Prophet Sallallahu and everything has come to bring a person to that very level. <laughs> The whole system of the deen is to bring us to that level. So it's time for us to sit, to reflect, to ponder, to think what is our maksat? What is our goal in life? Just to get a job, just to get the car, just to get the girl, is that really our maksat? Or is there a possibility that we can bring ourselves to some higher level of muksa, Some higher purpose? Some higher mission? Some higher vision? Some higher objective? And then if that's so, if we can bring yourself to that, then sacrifice everything for that. May Allah taala <inaudible> enable us in this month of Ramadan to become people who sacrifice anything and everything that is coming between us and Him. May He enable us to realize that He and He alone is our maqsad haqiqi May He enable us to sacrifice anything and everything we need to do to attain that maqsad. Wa akhirat da'wana. Alhamdulillah. bin al Close your eyes and make silent the zikr of the heart. Make near that the nur rahmat faiz of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is coming into my heart. is purifying my heart of its sins, softening my heart to His remembrance. And in gratitude and shukra, my heart is making the zikr of his isme Azim, his isme Jalaala, as if my heart is saying, Allah, Allah, Allah.
0: La ilahe illallah, Muhammad, Rasulullah, Subhana, Numbi, Nalululul, Allahumma salli ala salli Muhammad. Ya Allah, we ask you to give us the strength to leave things for your sake. Ya
1: Allah, we ask you to give us the intention to change things for your sake and your pleasure. Ya Allah, you Rabbi Kareem, if there's anything in this world that you wish us to sacrifice, Ya Allah, we ask You to make it easy for us to make that sacrifice. Ya Rabbi Kareem, truly if we do not sacrifice these things for You, then in reality we would have sacrificed You for those things. Ya Allah, we ask Your forgiveness for such an act. We seek Tawbah, make repentance for such an act. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask You to shower Your Hidayah, Your guidance upon us. Save us from the ignorance of our own actions. Ya Allah, we ask You to make us people of dhikr, people of remembrance, people of awareness. Ya Allah, we ask you to take us away in the ghaflat that pervades our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to grant us ilm, knowledge that benefits and keep us away from jahala ignorance or a knowledge that does not benefit. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we are your weak and sinning servants. Ya Allah, there is no being in the world for us to turn to except for you. Ya Allah, you have hundreds and thousands of servants who are more noble and pious than us. Oh, ya Rabbi Kareem, we have only but one You. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we turn to You in Dua. We ask that You accept us. Accept us in this month of Ramadan to be amongst the Mu'mineen. Accept us in this month of Ramadan to be amongst the Muttakeen. Ya Allah, accept us in the month of Ramadan to be in the Salat al-Mustakeem. Following the path of those upon whom You have showered Your favors. Following the path of the great son of Sanihin, the members, early members of this Ummah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Karim, we ask You to enable us to follow in their footsteps. Ya Allah, we ask You to save us from the pitfalls of our own nafs and of shaitan. Ya Allah, please restore to us the halawat of Iman, the lazat of ibadah, the sweetness of having Iman in You, the sweetness of feeling, the sweetness of the sweet pleasure of worship. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Karim, it is too long that we have allowed ourselves to go astray. It is too long that we have allowed ourselves to become distant from You. Ya Allah we ask you to reconcile yourself with us. Ya Allah we ask you to draw us ever and ever closer to you. Ya Allah we ask you to forgive us for all of our sins and transgressions. And Ya Allah we ask you to grant us istiqamah on this deen. Rabbana tukambal minna <speaking> innaka antas samiul alim. Utubu tub 'alaina innaka antat tawwabur rahim. Sallallahu
0: al habibihi <Hebrew> Sayyidna Muhammad وعلى آله واصحابه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين